Welcome, New Jersey Devil fans. I'm your host, Bill Botch, and welcome to the Trap Podcast, a New Jersey Devils podcast. First place, New Jersey Devils, may I add. That's right. Right now, the Devils have 36 points and are tied with the Boston Bruins for first place in the NHL. We have a plus 34 goal differential. We are 9-3-0 at home and 9-1-0 on the road. We have won 17 of our last 19 games, and the Devils are a wagon. That is right. So the last time we uh, I left you guys, it was after the Toronto Maple Leafs game. Obviously, the madness that took place in Newark kind of became national publicity at that point um, in not the most flattering way. Uh, a lot of people had a lot to say about the Devils and their fan base for throwing the beers on the ice. Well, we got to throw some other stuff on the ice last night in Newark. Except this time, it was hats. So, um, Jack Hughes has his first career hat trick and does it in an impressive fashion versus the Washington Capitals as the Devils beat Washington 5-1. to one. So, we'll start off. So, the Devils' win streak came to an end last Wednesday. Thursday was obviously Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a, uh, a nice and, you know, enjoyed time with their family and enjoyed Thanksgiving. Friday, they were right back at it in Buffalo. Now, the we played uh, Akira Schmid was in net, and Schmid has been good. He is he went 30, had uh, 30 saves on 31 shots, let up one goal. The Devils had 44 shots on goal in that game. Um, we ended up winning 3 1. We had goals from uh, Jack Hughes, uh, Jesper Boquist, and Thomas Tatar. It was one of those games where after the first period, the Devils were really dominating and didn't seem to get on the board. And you thought, oh, geez, I hope we don't let this team stick around and they get a cheap one on us. But didn't really happen. Uh, Akira Schmid, who, you know, you have to be very impressed with. He's only played in four games, so these numbers are a little skewed. But he's got a 1.24 goals against average and a 9.53 save percentage, which obviously has him at the very top of the league. Um, but it's only a four-game sample size. Um, you know, they did a whole story on Schmidt and how his path to the NHL, uh, there were a lot of stops along the way. And um, the interview that he had with uh, Matt Lachlan I really, I was really impressed by his maturity and how he didn't look at it uh, as any kind of adversity or anything when they asked him about all the different stops he had to make before he ended up in the NHL. He actually seemed to take it in and said that he kind of felt like each new place he went was almost like a vacation and he got to check out, uh, you know, different parts of the world and different cities and he gained a little. Um, he gained a little something from everywhere that he went, and I thought that was a really mature response. He seemed very even keel. Um, he seems like a really respectable kid. He seems smart, and I kind of pick that up in the way that he plays, the way that he tends goal. He seems like he's got his angles dialed down. He has good rebound control, and. He doesn't seem to be um, flustered. Uh, I haven't seen him flustered yet. And he's a kid that he's only 22 years old and uh, another another kid from Switzerland. And I'd like to see him stick with the team and um, 
you know, once Mackenzie Blackwood comes back from his injury, there's a lot of different ways that the Devils can go with this, depending on how Schmid continues to look um, throughout the next month or two. Obviously, goaltending is a there's a real lack of goaltending in the NHL and having extra goalies is always a position of power. So if they wanted to use Blackwood as a trade chip, or I'm curious to see if they want to maybe throw Blackwood in, in goal once he comes back healthy and try to raise his stock so that they could potentially move him. We'll see what happens with that. And you can think whatever you want. There's a bunch of different opinions on that and I'm open to all of them my opinion really doesn't mean anything, to be honest with you, but it seems like it would be very difficult to mess with the chemistry that the Devils have in net right now. Um, both of Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmid both seem very poised and in control, and you, you never see them really flailing around or scrambling in the crease. So side-to-side movement has been great by both goaltenders. So we'll wait and we'll see what happens when that when that uh, when we get to that point in the season. But to me, the real story has been Vitek Vanacek. So yesterday was a really cool experience for me. My son, uh, my middle son, is six. Uh, we call him Bo Bear. So Bo is like, out of all my kids, he's the one that likes hockey the most, and uh, he's had. Uh, retro devil's jersey but it never had a name or a number on the back and he was really pumped about trying to get a personalized jersey with somebody's name on it so um we had talked about it and we did the whole we did the whole thing we're not really a big fast food family but we went to mickey d's and got some happy meals and the whole shebang we made a day out of it got up to newark early went to the devil's den looked at all the stuff he was he was wanting a Dougie Hamilton jersey. So we weren't able to find a little one for him. So we had to have it custom made. Um so we got the we bought the jersey, we filled out the custom made thing, and then we dropped it off. And they said that it should be ready around the uh second intermission. So he was pretty pumped about that. We went up, um we went into the rock. We were there early, so we were able to get down on the glass behind where the devils warm up behind the net and you get to see these guys up close and it's you know to this day I go to a million games and to this day it's still really impressive I mean the hand-eye coordination and the size and the speed of these guys the precision is really I mean they are world-class athletes obviously Um, the biggest takeaway I take from recently that I've been taking from warm-ups is Nico Heischer's release which I brought up numerous times on the podcast it is insane. I'm telling you, check it out. He's not, people don't talk about it. He's not known for it. But this year you've seen he has beaten goalies from pretty far distance recently. And um, it's it's like precision. It, it's a laser. It really is. And the release is fast. But um I was I was really impressed by that again. That seems to I'm constantly uh, blown away by his shot, but uh, it was really cool because Bo at one point he like elbowed me and said, "Hey, Dougie's looking at me." Dougie was looking at me, and I, he was all jazzed about that. So I was happy for him. He was really happy. So we went up and uh, we got to our seats, and the, the Devils kind of got out to a slow start yesterday. Um, 
they were obviously they were outshot um what was it it was uh yeah so uh the capitals put up 38 shots last night but vtech vanacek was amazing and this has been the difference between this is one of the differences and a main and a main difference between this year and the previous couple years is just when you need somebody to step up and bail you out of a period, Vitek Vanacek has been that guy. And I, people talk about Marino and they talk about, you know, uh, I, 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 there's been a lot of Marino talk, but the Vanacek, I'm telling you, this guy is like so under the radar that I feel like he should be getting more national attention. So right now Vitek Vanacek is fifth in the NHL and the goals against average of 2.05. His save percentage is 9.23, which is also fifth in the NHL if you take away anybody who hasn't played more than five games. So, I mean, this guy is really keeping us in in the uh, in games, and the fan base has fallen in love with him. The amount of people getting Vitek Vanacek jerseys down in the Devil's Den was awesome. And... I, I, I mean, he, there's a little bit of all of us in that guy. He is a guy that is just happy to be winning. He's happy to have the opportunity. He's holding on to it. He's still young for a goaltender. He's only 26 years old. I really, really like what I see out of Vitek Vanacek, as it does every other Devil fan. And the fans have been amazing in embracing this guy. The chants in the, in the rock have been awesome. Um, I'm 100% into it. So... The, the Devils gave up. They surrendered 38 shots, but more impressively, they blocked 26 shots. So last night was a game where the Devils really sacrificed their body and got in front of pucks, and that's something that good teams do when they might be getting outplayed a bit. So it looked like the Devils kind of got off to a slow start. They might have been feeling the back-to-back. They had a an 8 p.m. start um, in Buffalo the night prior, and they got in. Washington also was on a back-to-back, but their game was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so it was a little bit different. But it looked they looked a little sluggish in the first. Now, this has happened. I actually I sent a text to my father during the game, and I said, man, Hughes looks... Hughes doesn't look so great. And this is in the first period, and if you... If you go back and watch, I'm telling you, he didn't have a great first period. And every time that I've said that, Hughes has come back and had an amazing rest of the game. So I wrote, I was like, you know what? I'm like, man, Hughes looks like he's a little off or he's a little sluggish tonight. And we're like, and my my father wrote to me. He said, hey, yeah, but watch, he'll come back, right? And sure enough, Jack Hughes put on a show last night. It was really impressive to see. It was really cool to see the kid have his first hat trick of his career. The fan base was going nuts. Now we're throwing hats on the ice instead of beer cans. It was awesome. My son was there. He didn't know what the hell was going on, but he loved it. Um, it was great. I felt really happy for, for Hughes. And you saw Nico hugging him. And you saw Hala hugging him. And it looks like there's some real chemistry and some real bromance going on between some of these guys. Um the the goal that he had where it looked like he was going to go for the wraparound decided to go short side and sneak it in between the uh the post and the goalie skate it was like that he got a lucky bounce off of the skate but that's what goal scorers do and that's how and that's what 
it's that kind of mentality and that kind of creativity that really separates the ultra skilled and the elite players in the NHL and the guys that just take it to the net or kind of go for the assuming play. The, the second goal was insane. Obviously the shot was literally from like the goal line and he got it up over the goalie's shoulder and almost off the back of his head and into the net. That was, you know, he said that he's been working on that shot. It's like, if you say so buddy, but whatever, it was insanely impressive. Um, it was a beautiful goal, and it was something that only a true goal scorer would even attempt. And then, obviously, the third goal was on the two-on-one, and he takes it home, and the hats start flying. And it was a really awesome experience. The Devils fan base, man, I cannot be more happy for everybody. People are really enjoying it. We're getting really ruckus. People are are loud, and, and they got everything going. You got Ballman going. It's been it's been a really awesome atmosphere at the Rock, four sellouts in a row now. Um, but you know the Devils have they've only won two of their last fourteen games versus the Capitals, and the Capitals have always just kind of had their way with New Jersey, and it's kind of time that the Devils grab the bull by the horns and have kind of you know put the Metro on notice to where we're the new, we're the new kids in town and here we go. So it was, it was nice to see like such a decisive win versus a team that's had our number for so long. Now, uh, obviously TJ Oshie had a little issue with Fabian Zetterlund's goal celebration. Dude, this kid has put in a ton of work. He's a rookie. It's like he didn't have a great game. Zetterlund was not having a great game before he scored. And then he, in devil's fashion, just like all year, we've seen our guys where, man, this guy's having a rough go of it. You know, the Ryan Graves game where he ended up scoring in Edmonton and Jesper Bratt. And we've seen time and time again, these guys that are just not playing so well end up picking themselves off the, up off the mat and making a big play and kind of redeeming themselves. And that's kind of been the story of the devil so far this year. So when he scored... Zetterlin is is a is a goal scorer. He's a guy that loves to score goals, and that's how he celebrates when he scores. And that's something that you think TJ Oshie might understand playing with a guy like Ovechkin to where Ovechkin scored 700 and something goals, and every time he scores, it looks like he scored his first goal. Like, that guy is – that's what that guy wants to do. He wants to score goals, and he lets it be known after he scores. And I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? That's what real pure goal scorers are like. Um. To see Zetterlin kind of go off after he scored, I mean, this kid's a rookie, like playing on the third and fourth line. Um, I have no problem with it. The amount of sacrifice, the amount of time and effort that they put in to put themselves in that position where you could score a goal in the NHL, celebrate all you want, dude. It's like, it's not, it's not your fault that the Capitals, you know, let up five goals in a game. So I have no problem with it. And, um, and neither should TJ Oshie. If you got a problem with it, then stop him. Uh, with that said, you know, what's funny is they did, they, there's video of the post game um, on, in Washington media. And this is something that we, we've seen now for a couple of weeks where it's really mind blowing to me. The amount of professional media personalities that would put themselves out on television and say 
just completely moronic things is is crazy to me. It's like they don't think before they talk. Now, you had last night you had Brent Johnson after the game who does the post game for the Washington Capitals. He literally said the Devils aren't all that great. I don't really believe in them. It's like how many games do you have to win? Are you judging this based off of the past 10 years? Are you saying that their roster isn't talented? Did you not just see a 13 game winning streak? Like I don't understand what the thought process is behind this. And then before that, Keith Yandel came out and says he doesn't trust our goalie. He doesn't trust our defense. This is at the 13-game win streak, literally the 13th game. He doesn't think we're going to make the playoffs. He doesn't believe in us. And Mark Messier, too. And it's like, explain, like, so basically what you're telling me is you've never watched a game or you don't look at any of the stats or you don't look at any of the five-on-five numbers because anybody that looks at anything if you just looked at it from an unbiased view you would see how dominant we have been it's just foolish and the fact that someone gets paid and they put themselves out there like that the amount of people that aren't getting paid that are putting out content that know what they're talking about and for these guys to just go on television and just be a homer and just say some stupid shit is just I think it's so foolish and it's pretty unprofessional to be honest with you. Um, Now, one of the guys that I I would really like to, uh, to really focus on here is Dougie Hamilton. So obviously with the surprise of John Marino this year and the surprise of Vitek Vanacek, they have taken up a lot of the spotlight um, and not spotlight, but there's been a lot of, conversation around those guys because of the incredible play and the incredible addition that they have been. Dougie Hamilton, we signed him last year. He's the big fish free agent, six foot six, $63 million deal, decides, picks New Jersey to come to, and breaks his foot, breaks his jaw, does not have a good season. Now, Dougie's bounced around a little bit in the beginning of his career. Um... But this year, Dougie Hamilton looks like straight-up Norris Trophy candidate defenseman. I cannot express enough how impressive he has been when he's out there. And it's something that a lot of casual fans, I don't think, can even appreciate because when he's on the ice, the ice is just tilted so much. He's just driving offense so much. So they did a thing, and they, they rated everybody to where who would win um, who would win the MVP of the league, who would win the Norris Trophy, who would win the Vesna Trophy through Thanksgiving. And Dougie Hamilton came in fifth place in voting. So right now, for all defensemen in the league, Dougie Hamilton is tied for third in goals. He's a plus 15 plus minus, which is fifth in the NHL, and he has the third amount of shots on net. He has been... Awesome, especially in five on five. So we've always thought, well, Hamilton, we're going to sacrifice a little bit of defense because he pushes play so much. He's offensive minded. We need a guy that could jump into the play. But the truth is, he's plus 15. He's and his defensive partner, Jonas Siegenthaler, is number one in the NHL in the plus minus at plus 21. 
So it's not like he is sacrificing his game defensively in order to push play offensively. He's also tightened up in his defensive zone to where he is playing good defensively. This looks like a different player. I mean, there are, there's times when you see him and he's, he's literally in the offensive zone behind the net making stuff happen. He's able to get pucks through from the point as good as anybody I've seen. He's able to keep pucks in. Just I can't, I can't stress enough that when he is on the ice, the Devils are not in their defensive zone. And when they are, he's not a liability. So I'm really, I'm so happy with the play of Hamilton and to see that he's having such a bounce back year. He looks like such an honest, good dude. Um, he stuck around in New Jersey throughout the summer and he was involved in, you know, the Six Flags thing. And then he came to the Devil's Draft Party and he wanted to check out the Jersey Shore and check out what New Jersey was all about. And I really think that... Um, I really think that this is a good opportunity for him to be embraced by the fan base and for him to embrace his new home for the next, uh, what was it, seven years? So I'm really just excited with, with Hamilton's play because he looks like a guy who when, you know, Simone Nemitz and Luke Hughes jump into the league, they're going to have a guy who will take them under his wing and show them how to really become an elite defenseman they play the same style of game as to where obviously they're offensive minded, they're big bodies, they can skate really well, they want to jump into the play, they want to quarterback the power play, they want to dance on the blue line, they want a good outlet pass. So it's like, who better than Dougie Hamilton, who seems like a really solid guy and would have no problem taking on that mentor type role to help groom these two young stud defensemen that you're going to have joining the organization very shortly. So, um, so I'm really thrilled with Hamilton's play. He's been, he's been really, really good and kind of has been overshadowed by some of the other great play that we've seen from Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt and John Marino and Vitek Vanacek. So, um, another guy is his partner. So Jonas Siegenthaler. So Siegenthaler Last year was the best season of his career by far. And he was one of the most highest rated five on five defensemen defensively in suppressing shots. And we had always talked about what if he had a legit goaltender behind him. I wonder what those stats would really look like. Now, he signed this deal where he took a hometown discount and said, yeah, I took less money because I want them to have more money to build a better team around me. And that everybody loved to hear that. And I think the real hardcore fans knew that Siegenthaler was a very important piece. He's an amazing skater. I can't stress that enough. The kid skates so well, especially for a big guy. He's like 6'3". He kind of, his skating almost reminds me of uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Now, obviously, Dahlin plays a much different type of game, but I'm just saying for guys that are that big, they have a really, really nice stride and are able to flip their hips really well, and it leads to them not being caught out of position very much. Obviously, Darlene jumps into the play a lot more, and it's, it's, they play a, lot, a totally different game. But I'm just saying, when it comes to position, being in position, he's able to get himself into the right positions. He's very smart, um, but a lot of people just don't have the physical capability of being able to do it. But he has a really nice stride, and... I was kind of 
I wasn't worried, but I wouldn't have been surprised if his game was to fall off or just not live up to what it was last year because it was so incredible. And nothing has been further from the truth. In fact, he's been playing with a shield over his face pretty much the entire season, which they said he didn't break his jaw, but I find that very hard to believe. I would not be surprised if he had been playing with a broken jaw this entire time, which is, I mean... If you're a defenseman and the puck's in your feet and the you know that is very distracting to to a player. I thought he's played amazing. He's been blocking shots. He's obviously leading the league in plus minus. He's supporting Dougie Hamilton. He's allowing Hamilton to do his things. He's on the ice at all the most important parts of the game. Jonas Siegenthaler, who is a guy that I don't think you know casual fans aren't really keeping their eye on, but. The real Devils fans and the real guys around the league know exactly what I'm talking about. This kid is really, really impressive, and it's going to be a really awesome piece to pair with. Uh, um, he's going to probably going to stay with Dougie, but you're going to have him out there. Like he's going to be a great playoff player. Um, and I'm just really happy to see the production that we're getting. I mean, between him and Marino being both signed for the next five years. Those are two really good shutdown defensemen that you're going to be able to pair, you know, between Dougie Nemitz and Luke Hughes with for the upcoming years uh, and let them flourish offensively. So lots to be happy about there. Tomorrow, the Devils go into New York to Madison Square Garden to face off against their biggest rivals, the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers just gave up a three-goal lead in the fourth period versus the Edmonton Oilers, and the best part was Leon Dreisaitl bitch-slapping the stick out of Truba's hand. Their captain on the ice in their house had nothing to say about it after he scores. I love it. The Rangers are they are teetering on the point of a breakdown. Kako hasn't looked good. Lafreniere has not looked good. Panarin hasn't really done much. If it's if Shesterkin doesn't play, if Shesterkin isn't lights out, the Rangers are in trouble, and it's almost like Mortal Kombat. The Devils are coming in, and we could finish them in front of their home fans. That we can get the Boo Birds coming out. I think there's going to be a lot of Devil fans that show up too. So I got my brother; he's flying in from Florida. He'll be in tomorrow morning. I'm going to scoop him, and we're going to show up, and we're going to be wearing our gear, and we're going to be loud. And, man, it would be awesome to see the Devils just wipe the floor with the Rangers in the garden. Um, Obviously, for years, we've watched Ranger fans come to the Rock, and the Rangers have had our number. But it would be – I think times are changing, and it would be a really – so Devils are already six games ahead of the Rangers, only 22 games into the season. So you're talking about getting Gallant on the hot seat and this guy – you know, they'd talk – the new New York fan base. I mean, you know how it is. It's like you get off to a slow start. They want everybody gone. They want this person in. They want that person gone. So I hope uh, I hope the Devils come out flying. We obviously we lost Nate Bastion, um, which hurts us. He the that fourth line has been an incredible mismatch versus everyone we've played. Bastion especially. Um, it's like he's great at blocking shots. He plays heavy. He's physical. He plays good on the power play. He's got skill. I mean, Bastion is an important piece of our team. He's a fan favorite. He's a locker room guy. And it did not look good. I'm, I'm assuming he either has a separated shoulder or a broken collarbone. I hope it's a separated shoulder because that would mean he would be able to get back quicker. 
But the Devils are going to have to do some rearranging on their lines. Right now, you have to love, I love when they play Brat with Nico, which they've done the past couple of games. So that Nico Brat um, Tatar line has been has been really good. And then you have the Halla Hughes uh, Mercer line, which has also been great. I think that they're going to switch up some of that bottom six, whether they call Holtz up or not. I think you can move Zetterlin down to the fourth line, and he can play a big, physical, heavy game with those guys down there. Um, and then you would play, you would probably play Holtz on your third line. I'm, I'm assuming, but either way, I'm curious to see what they do. I'm waiting. We're waiting to hear um, what the deal is with uh, with Palat. He should be coming back probably by the end of the month. And then you have Mackenzie Blackwood, and Mackenzie Blackwood is going to be an interesting. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him, um, but are they going to give him some starts and try to and try to build up his his uh, build up the equity in him before they try to move him out? Because uh, and there's been some chatter about the Devils going after some players right now. I don't know what the deal is with the Canadian media, media but they they just want us to like to take Josh Anderson, and yeah, it's like they they live in like a fantasy world. They really do, but. Uh, Shout out to Lindy Ruff. He had uh, last night was his 800th win, and I mean anybody that wins 800 games as a professional is in any sport is that's incredible. He's like fifth all time in wins. Um, you know when they brought Ruff in, it was it, they didn't have they had the talent, but these kids weren't ready, and they wanted Ruff to basically let them mature and take them to the next level before they brought in another coach that would probably bring them to the Stanley Cup, win championships. How I mean, this is exactly what the guy has done. And trust me, uh, I had a very short leash with him too, and I was not happy with them keeping him over the summer. But these kids have really played hard for him, and I really do think that it is because of him and they respect him, and they don't want to, They didn't want to see him get fired. Um, they say he's a lot more relatable than you would think for an older guy. Um, I I'm really happy that he Ruff has at this point Ruff has done everything that you've asked him to. It took longer than we expected, but he has turned this into a real team who finds ways to win games, who expects to win games, who has taken it to the next level. You have Jack Hughes is completely dominating. You have Nico Heischer, who looks like a Selkie finalist. You have Vitek Vanacek, who looks amazing. Our defensive core looks great. You can't be, you really can't be happier than what Lindy Ruff has, the way that he's managed the lines and managed um, the roster. I thought, I think it's all been very well, you know, extremely well done. So, Shout out to Lindy Ruff and the way he's handled himself the whole way too. So um, shout out to him for 800 wins. What an incredible uh, milestone! But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I hope to see you guys um, at the Garden tomorrow. I'll be there. I'll be there with my brother, my buddy, and and then he's gonna stick around for the week. And we're gonna go to the Nashville game on Thursday. We'll probably be at American Whiskey having a beer before the game. If you guys want to meet up and have one, please don't hesitate to reach out. 
But depending on how tomorrow goes, maybe we'll uh, I'll record something with him sometime in the middle of the week, maybe on Tuesday or Wednesday. But in the meantime, I hope all you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I hope hope you had a great weekend. Devils Rangers tomorrow. Devils are in first place. These are all good things. This is some of the funnest hockey I've ever seen the Devils play. And um, it's good to see everybody kind of coming out of the woodwork and wearing their gear and representing the team and representing the state of New Jersey. This is our only team. So um, it's it's a beautiful thing. But I'm going to let you guys go. This is uh, Bill Botch from the Trap Podcast. First place, New Jersey Devils. Let's go. Peace. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Ready? I throw this switch. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Pump that bass. Please, uh, would you mind saying that again? Test bring you a special news bulletin from our on-the-spot passport. Oh my gosh, the music just turns me on. Inside my hand, so I dig into my pocket, all my money spent. So I get deep up, still coming up with lint. So I start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how could I get some dead presidents? I need money. I used to be a stick up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up, roll up, roll up, I used to roll up, roll up. I used to roll up, this is a hole up Ain't nothing funny, stop smiling You still don't nothing move but the money But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a 9 to 5 If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive So I walk up the street, whistling this Feeling out of place, cause man do I miss A pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper Me and Eric being a nice big plate of fist Which is my favorite dish But without no money, it's still a wish Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid So I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made So now it's a test to see if I got pulled Hit the studio, cause I'm paid in full One, two, 
volume, pump up the volume. Pump that bass. Check this out, yo, Eli. Turn the bass down and just let the beat keep on rocking. And we out of here. Yeah.